0: Hare Krishna! Welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. Today's topic is Chapter 4, Text 22, The Symptoms or the Behavior of a Person in Liberation. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnana Timirandhas Yajnana Shalakaya Chakshuran melitam yenatasmai shri guru vena shri chaitanyamano bhishtam sthapitam yenabhutale swayam ropa hakadama him vandeham shri guru shri yutapadakamalam shri guru Vaishnavamscha shri Rūpam sagrajatam sahaganaraguna tanvitam tam sajeevam sadvaitam savadhutam Parijana Sahitam <coughs> <coughs> hey Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitaam He Krishna Karunasindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate, Gopesa Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Tapta Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami, Hari Priye, Banchakalpatarubhyascha, Kripasindhubhyavacha, Paditanam, Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavibhyo, Namon, Namaha, Nama Om Vishnupada, Krishna Prest, Bhutale, Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine, Namaste, Sarasvati Deve, Gauravani, Pracharine, Nirviseya Sunyavadi, Paschatyadeshata, Rine, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara <clears throat> Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita session and today's verse is 4.22. It's a very important verse, very nice verse. We will go through it, one second. <clears throat> so let's chant word by word. So repeat after me and after that we will chant line by line. <laughs> Yadracha, labha, santushta. गन्धा अतीतः विमत्सरः समः सिद्धौ असिद्धौ च कृत्वा अपि न निबध्यते यद्रिच्छाला भसंतुष्टो द्वंद्वाती विमत्सरह समह सिद्धा वसिद्धौच कृत्वापिन निबध्यते यद्रिच्छाला भसंतुष्टो Dvandvati to vimacaraha Samaha Siddhava Siddhaucha Krithvapinani Badhyate Samahasiddhavasiddhhocha Kritvapinanibadhyate Yadricha, out of its own accord. Labha, with gain. Santushtaha, satisfied. Dvandva, duality. Atitaha, surpassed. Vimatsaraha, free from envy. Samaha, steady. Siddhau, in success. Asiddhau, failure. Cha, also. Kritva, doing. Api, although. Na, never. Nibadhyate, becomes affected. <coughs> Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. He who is satisfied with gain which com- comes of its own accord, who is free from duality and does not envy, who is steady in both success and failure, is never entangled, although performing actions. <clears throat> it's very important. We have a lot of things to look in today's verse. A lot of things to look at. Alright, so, purport, we will read the purport first, and then we will try to understand the verse. Purport, a Krishna conscious person does not make much endeavour even to maintain his body. He is satisfied with gains which are obtained of their own accord. He neither begs nor borrows, but he labours honestly as far as is in his power, and is satisfied with whatever is obtained by his own honest labour. He is therefore independent in his livelihood. He does not allow anyone's service to hamper his own service in Krishna Consciousness. He feels that if he takes service from someone, then that is a cause of um, stoppage of his own service. Um, Because if we accept service from others means um, we may be intoxicated with pride. So he does not want to accept service from others Thinking it will hamper his own service in Krishna consciousness. However, for the service of the Lord, <clears throat> he can participate in any kind of action without being disturbed by the duality of the material world. Although, for his own sake, he will not uh, undergo any trouble, but he actually troub- uh, takes a lot, a great deal of trouble when he is. Um, Fulfilling the order of the Lord or his spiritual master, he takes a great deal of trouble. In fact, that is the proper duty of a disciple. He should take trouble, all troubles, to fulfill the order of his spiritual master. And in today's explanation, we will go through a story which exemplifies this. So, however, for the service of the Lord, he can participate in any kind of action without being disturbed by the duality of the material world. The duality of the material world is felt in terms of heat and cold, or misery and happiness. A Krishna conscious person is above duality because he does not hesitate to act in any way for the satisfaction of Krishna. <clears throat> Just like um, in the Mahabharata, in the Kurukshetra war, when Krishna asked yudhishthira Maharaj to tell a lie, he hesitated. Of course, as a pure devotee, he would never hesitate, but he is... Um, put in that condition by the Lord so that to teach us that we should not hesitate when the Lord orders see in fact Arjuna was also in hesitation the whole war the battle and the armies were got ready and then Arjuna did not want to fight he totally hesitated what is going on you know although Krishna was right by his side and Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita to dispel his darkness and therefore, he finally said, "Nastamohasmetilabda." My memory has been regained by your mercy. <coughs> so, but in Yudhishthir Maharaj's case, uh, he showed us in a different way. So, Yudhishthir Maharaj actually did not follow the instruction of Krishna and did not lie because he was too attached to his um, morally upright behavior. He thought that is more important to be honest, to be known as an honest man is more important than to execute the desire of Krishna that uh, was the reason he had to see hell for one hour before he went back to Godhead but how can Yudhishthira Maharaj you know, be put to hell when he is a personal associate of Krishna again this is to show us just like Bhishmadev, he is a pure devotee of Krishna how can he do something so wrong again to teach us so how, however great a personality may be even a great devotee, a Mahajan, Mahatma but if he goes the wrong way <clears throat> then he will have to especially deliberately goes the wrong way and then he has to be punished. So it is just to show, of course, it's not that the Mahajans will actually commit these mistakes. It's like Brahma, he was attracted to his daughter, but it is not that it will always happen. It is to show us so that even if such a great person um, can fall, so how careful we must be in our execution of our duties. So that is the reason why these things happen. So otherwise, a Krishna-conscious person is above duality because he does not hesitate to act in any way for the satisfaction of Krishna. Another um, example of this is Jay and Vijay. When the Lord asked them, "You want to take, um, you know, seven lives as great devotees and long lives, and be named uh, and be known as uh, great preachers, or you want to be um, just three lives in the material world and as exalted demons against me completely?" And killed by me and come back to me. So they chose the latter <clears throat> Because of course the Lord also wanted to exhibit his pastimes of anger in the material world and They cooperated if they wanted to be, if the Lord wanted to be Sorry, if the Lord wanted them to be demons. Yes, they were more than happy to perform that role any role, whatever They ask of him. So devotees like that. So even if the Lord wants them to become a devo- uh, demon, okay? Whatever pleases the lord <clears throat> so therefore he is steady both in success and in failure these signs are visible when one is fully in transcendental knowledge so here there are some nice words in the every word is very important in, the, in all the scriptures especially in bhagavad gita and Srimad bhagavatam yadrcha hmm? <inaudible> labha santushto <clears> that is the first symptom mentioned here. Dvandva atito vimatsaraha samaha siddhau asiddhau cha kritvapinam nibadhate. So, as we have been seeing, the few verses started from I think 419. Yeah. 419, 420. 421, 422, I think 423 as well. So all these are symptoms of persons who have uh, who have taken up the path of work where there is going to be no reaction, no material reaction. So that is what is being spoken of here. See? So we need to know these symptoms because we need to work in that way. Akarma. Akarma means no reaction, no material reaction. Now, Yadritcha Santushto. Actually, this is what I really want to expand upon today. So, I will save that for the last. Uh, I will describe the others briefly and then we will go back to the labha Santushto. Dvandva Atitaha So, to surpass these dualities of the material world. You know? As Krishna has said <coughs> in the second chapter, fourteenth verse, "Mātrās parśāstu kunteya śītoshna sukha-dukha daḥ agama pañino nityās tamsthitikṣasvabhārata śīta ushna sukha-dukha." So some examples are given here. See, O son of Kunti. The non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, O scion of Bharata, and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. So, when it, comes, when it comes to the question of tolerance, that means we are conscious of those distractions. I say distractions because both. The distress is a distraction and the so-called happiness is also a distraction from the actual duty of human life which is to serve Krishna. (coughs) So we have to tolerate Sukha and Dukha, sheeta and Ushna, cold and hot, happiness and distress. Why? Because none of them will stay. Everything is transient in this material world, everything will change. So there is nothing that we should really celebrate or nothing we should really uh, lament about. Just like a dream. A dream, nobody really gives much attention. You know, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Now, um, how to come to the stage? It's explained in the 14th chapter, 26th verse of Bhagavad Gita. MAM CHA SEVATE Brahma Bhoya One who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances. bhakti yogena. Avyabhichari uh, means prostitute. Avyabhichari means single pointed, chaste, unwavering, unfailing bhakti yogena sevate sagunaan Samatityaitan. He actually can rise above the modes. And one can rise above the dualities when he rises above the modes. Because as long as we're in the modes, we're always dealing with dualities. And what are what are the dualities? Some examples. I mean, everything is a duality here. <coughs> there is white, there is black, there is up, there is down, there is father, there is son, there is happiness, there is distress. There is <coughs> success, there is failure. There's victory, there's defeat. Everything, one or heat and cold, one does not have a meaning without reference to the other. For example, um, we all agree that if the temperature of the atmosphere goes to say 40 degrees Celsius, it's hot, right? So we feel hot. But on the planet of the sun, the temperature is millions and millions of degrees. And they're comfortable. It's not hot for them. It's fire, but they're also fiery, so they can actually live there comfortably. (coughs) So what is hot for us and what is cold for us is not the same for others. For example, for us, uh, water is... we, uh, we, We can't live there. Even the most expert swimmer, you throw him in the ocean, he can't live, he will die. So... That, that's not a place for us it's not a comfortable place but for the fish it is the most comfortable place you put the fish on the land he's uncomfortable he's struggling for existence so wha- so everything is in relation to our condition- conditional nature that's why we are called conditioned souls we are <clears throat> our bodies are conditioned to live in a particular atmosphere in a particular way like we can't fly even if we want to that's why we have to create all these machines to fly. But the birds, just they're flying like, you know, very easily they're flying. So, but we can't. But they can. So what is impossible for us is, is a everyday child's play for them, the birds. It's like a mystic, if, if a human can somehow or other fly, he's considered, wow, this is mystic power, wow, this is... But actually the birds have this mystic power from birth. A little after birth, because in the beginning maybe they won't be able to fly but very soon they will be able to fly. <coughs> so, from childhood they are just playing with this mystic power. So, everything in this world is relative. Dvandvati, dvandva. means come out of these three modes and then one can see above these things. Um, another example. Okay, let's see this first. One who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. So it only can be possible by unfailing devotional service. So Krishna consciousness is the answer. So in the beginning we may not be self-realized, but then when we, out of good faith, we take the instructions of the spiritual master and execute them as our life and soul then we can rise above these things because that is explained here in the Srimad Bhagavatam 7th canto 15th chapter 25th verse one must conquer the modes of passion and ignorance by developing the mode of goodness and then one must become detached from the mode of goodness by promoting oneself to the platform of Suddha Sattva. So this is, you know, a lot of work. But all this can be automatically done if one engages in the service of the spiritual master with faith and devotion. That is the point here. You See? By serving the spiritual master, automatically all this can be done. So unfailing, that's why... In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, text 41. Those who are on this path are resolute in purpose and their aim is one. O beloved child of the Kurus, the intelligence of those who are irresolute is many branched. And actually, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur comments on this. And he says that this AK kurunandana, you see, Srila Vishwana Chakrora Thakur instructs us in his famous prayers for the spiritual master, as follows, By satisfaction of the spiritual master, the Supreme Personality of Godhead becomes satisfied. And by not satisfying the spiritual master, there is no chance of being promoted to the plane of Krishna Consciousness, I should therefore meditate and pray for this mercy three times a day and off, offer my respectful obeisance unto him, my spiritual master. So, Vishnu Sakravati Thakur especially says this that this Ekeha kurunandana should be simply to execute the um, order of the spiritual master. That should be the only goal of the disciple. Uh, that is explained in the 7th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam as well. 7, 12, 1. Brahmachari Gurukule Vasandanto Gurur Hitam, Gurur Hitam, that's it. Not any self um, satisfaction or self gain, we should not think of anything like that. Only Gurur Hitam, just for the satisfaction of the Guru. And of course, that Guru must not be a rascal, he should be a bona fide spiritual master who is a pure devotee of Krishna. Because if we choose a Guru who is a rascal and then if we just Gurur Hitam, then he is just making use of that. That is not a proper Guru even. He is a laghu. He is a flimsy. Guru means heavy. Heavy with knowledge, heavy with... Um, in fact, it is said that Anuranyan <clears> Mahatomahiyan <throat> The Supreme Lord is smaller than the smallest and bigger than the biggest, heavier than the heaviest. And because uh, the Supreme Lord is in within the heart of the pure devotee the pure devotee is a guru. He is heavy because the heaviest Supreme Personality of Godhead is he's carrying him in his heart. Actually, this is explained in the pastime of Dhruva Maharaj. Dhruva Maharaj, when he was meditating in six months, he became such a perfect meditator that he captured the Lord within his heart. And because of that, his weight became so much that the earth was slipping from its orbit. He was standing on one leg on the ground, on the earth, so still like a pillar column, not like, you know, Uh, uh, Not like this. (laughs) He was standing like a column. You know, irrespective of the winds, rains, sun, moon, wild animals, whatever. He just unmoved. And as he was captured the Lord in the heart, the Lord, you know, actually manifested in him and he became so heavy that the earth was being pressed down from its orbit by the force of his foot. He was just a five-year-old boy. This is called Guru. Guru means he has. And actually, um, Prabhupada explains very nicely. Strike wonder. Yeah, you see. 4878. Adharam Mahadadinam Pradhanapurusheshwaram Brahmadhara Yamanasya Trayo Lokas <laughs> Chakam when Dhruva Maharaj does capture the supreme personality of Godhead, who is the refuge of the total material creation and who is the master of all living entities, the three worlds began to tremble. In fact, this is explained in a different way of, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu captured the Supreme Lord in his heart, and he himself is the refuge of the total creation. <clears throat> and the three worlds began to tremble in ecstasy of love of Godhead. And similarly, here, in this, we will read this purport, wow, so big, okay, you see, we'll read the last part here. The Mahatattva, the sum total of the material creation, okay, here, actually, this is what I want to show. Since the Supreme Brahman was situated in the heart of Dhruv Maharaj, he became heavier than the heaviest and therefore everything trembled in all three worlds and in the spiritual world. In the spiritual world also. You see. We will read this whole last paragraph. Okay, the Mahatattva, or the sum total of the material creation is to be understood to be the ultimate end of all universes, including all the living entities therein. Brahman is the resort of the Mahatattva, which includes all material and spiritual entities. It is described in this connection that the Supreme Brahman, the personality of Godhead, is the master of both pradhana and purusha. Hmm. That means the living entities and the material nature. <clears throat> Pradhana means subtle matter such as ether. Purusha means the spiritual spark living entities who are entangled in that subtle material existence. These may also be described as prakriti and Aparaprakriti as stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna, being the controller of both the Prakritis, is thus the master of Pradhana and Purusha. In the Vedic hymns also, the Supreme Brahman is described as Antaha Pravishtaha Shasta. This indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is controlling everything and entering into everything. The Brahma Samhita 535 further confirms this. And Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham bhajami He has entered not only the universes but even the atom. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, text forty two, Krishna also says Vishta <clears> Bhyaham Kritsnam, Ekam Shenasthito Jagat. The Supreme Personality of Godhead controls everything by entering into everything. By associating constantly with the Supreme Personality in his heart, Dhruva Maharaj naturally became equal to the greatest Brahman by his association. By whose association? By the Supreme Lord's association, he became as heavy as the Supreme Brahman. Because he Because Tumara Hardaya Sada Govinda Vishram, another Vaishnav poet has sung that Tumara Hardaya Sada Govinda Vishram. He is glorifying the Vaishnava. So in Vaish- oh Vaishnava, in your heart rests Lord Govinda. <clears throat> so, Dhrum Maharaj naturally became equal to the greatest Brahman by his association and thus became the heaviest. And the entire universe trembled, not only earth. In conclusion, a person who always concentrates on the transcendental form of Krishna within his heart, can very easily strike the whole world with wonder at his activities what like like what Sri Prabhupada has done also you see he he very easily struck wonder in the whole world whole world was chanting and dancing and hari krishna became household word and everybody was startled at how Sri Prabhupada changed these people from hippies to happies you know this is the perfection of yoga performance as confirmed in the bhagavad gita 6.47 yoginam api sarvesham of all yogis, the bhakti yogi who thinks of Krishna always within his heart and engages in his loving transcendental service is the topmost. Ordinary yogis can exhibit wonderful material activities known as Ashtasiddhi, eight kinds of yogic perfection, but a pure devotee of the Lord can surpass these perfections by performing activities which can make the whole universe tremble. So, you see how powerful the word guru is you see so uh, real guru means that who actually has Krishna in his heart the word guru in itself means that he is owner of Krishna otherwise he cannot be guru he is not heavy he is laghu flimsy that is explained by Bhaktisiddhan saraswati Thakur if you remember we have learned that 11.5 5, five. <coughs> here See, <clears throat> Sometimes such pompous persons even present themselves as gurus. What kind of persons? Although foolish materialistic followers of the Varnashram system desire to maintain their exalted status as Aryans or twice-born men and at the same time neglect the personality of Godhead, it is clearly stated in the Bhagavatam. 11.5.3 Such persons inevitably fall from their position into a degraded condition of life. As confirmed in this verse by the word Muhyanti, they fall into the darkness of ignorance. Sometimes such pompous persons even present themselves as Gurus. However, Saraswati Thakur has pointed out that they are actually laghu or flimsy rather than guru or heavy with Vedic knowledge. It is one's ultimate duty to oneself and to the personality of Godhead to give up all materialistic activities characterized by karma and jnana and surrender fully at the lotus feet of the Lord. Only the most fortunate—sorry, only the most unfortunate person will consider that there is a higher pleasure than ecstatic surrender at the lotus feet of Gokulananda, the personality of Godhead. <clears throat> they want—if uh, somebody wants happiness without surrendering to Krishna, that means they think that surrendering to Krishna, maybe there's a happiness higher than that. They will think, of course, right? If they really are convinced that devotional service, in utter humility, is actual source of happiness, they wouldn't endeavour for anything else. And automatically there will be Dvandvaatita, all these things. But because their idea is that there is a higher pleasure than service to Krishna. And that's exactly the con- um, the concept or the idea with which we entered this material world. That's exactly why we came here. Because we thought we can be happy without the Lord. Anyway, so that is... But Brahmachari means only for the sake of Guru. muni said, a student should practice completely controlling his senses. He should be submissive and should have an attitude of firm friendship for the spiritual master. With a great vow, the Brahmachari should live at the Gurukul only for the benefit of the Guru. So this is how a disciple should serve the Guru then what happens? He rises above the three modes and he becomes above duality. Then, in that state, uh, this is the thing, right? 1426, One who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Now, in that Brahman stage, the transcending duality is explained in this verse 18.54. Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma Nashochati Nakanshati Sama Sarveshu Bhuteshu Madhaktim Labhate Param Nashochati Nakanshati Does not lament, does not hanker. That is also another uh or you know this um, duality. Either either the people are in this world. Every person is either lamenting or hankering. They're just not happy. Hmm. One who is thus transcendentally situated, eh? bhuta prasannatma, at once realises the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments or desires to have anything. Why? Why he is Dvandvatita? How has he come above this lamentation and hankering? Because he's fully joyful, prasannatma. We are not asking everybody to be contented with less happiness. Oh, don't don't be greedy, just be satisfied with what you have. Like Yadra Chalabha the first line of this verse. He is happy with what he has. Why? Why should we settle for something less? No. He actually does not settle for anything less. In fact, he settles for nothing less than the highest pleasure which is service to Krishna. That is devotee although the devotee says i don't want anything i don't want anything i don't want anything but one thing he wants that is to serve krishna and that is the highest pleasure actually but that pleasure comes when one does not think of his own pleasure <laughs> when he thinks of krishna's pleasure and only krishna's pleasure or the guru's pleasure because the guru yesa prasadaat Bhagavad prasad so only for the guru's pleasure or only for the krishna's pleasure in fact a pure devotee only um, you know wants to serve the devotees of Krishna. Like Prahalad Maharaj. He wanted to serve the devotees of Krishna. Dhruva Maharaj, he wanted to serve devotees of Krishna. Sudhama, he also wanted to serve devotees of Krishna. So this is their always, their their con their consciousness is how can I become servant of the servant? King Kula Shekhar also. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also taught us. Das Dasanu Dasan. Das. So every devotee will always think of himself as servant of the servant of the servant of uh, krishna not even directly servant of krishna because being a servant of the servant of the servant of krishna is actually more pleasurable than being servant of krishna completely opposite this material world here the more down you get in the hierarchy the least pleasure you will get if you are you know in the higher echelons of society then you know you will be oh will be gratified more and more. But spiritually, it works the exact opposite way. It is said that Krishna is completely happy. He is Atmarama. Atmarama. But, when Radharani serves Krishna, she becomes 100 times more happy than him. This was his puzzle actually. When he came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he wants to test, taste this. What is this? How come she is more happy than me? How can somebody be more happy than me? <laughs> so, he wanted to taste. How come Radha is, you know, uh, tasting these things? So, that is the verse, you know, in the first 14 important verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita. This, um, you know, we have seen this verse. Shri Radhaya pranayamahima hima ki Swadyenad Bhutta Madhurima Kidrishovamadiya Sakamchasya Madhanubavataha Kidrisham Vetilobat Tadbhavadhya Sama Janishachi Garbhasindho Harindu. Desiring to understand the glory of Radharani's love, the wonderful qualities in him that she alone relishes through her love and the happiness she feels when she realizes the sweetness of his love. The Supreme Lord Hari, richly endowed with her emotions, appeared from the womb of Srimadhi Sachi Devi as the moon appeared from the ocean. In fact, this verse is elaborated so much in the, uh, I think, 5th fifth, fifth chapter or 4th fourth, fourth chapter of this 5th or 4th chapter of this um, Chaitanya Saritamrita and the entire thought process of Krishna is is uh, made understood in that chapter. The whole details of... Here it just briefly mentions uh, this, this verse, but... <coughs> It's not briefly, it contains all the different flavours, but you know, in one verse it is mentioned here. But then there is a whole chapter of 279 verses describing this verse and there it goes to great lengths. So anyway, the point is Krishna is Atmarama Krishna is Atmarama but Radharani enjoys 100 times more than him and the gopis who assist Radha and Krishna in their pastimes they enjoy 100 times more than Radharani. And the gopis who assist the gopis who assist Radha and Krishna, they they enjoy even 100 times more than the previous gopis. And the manjaris enjoy even more. So the enjoyment as we go down the hierarchy is even more. That's why Krishna himself wants to become the servant of devotees. So that he can also enjoy in that. Why only you are enjoying? You know, I also want to enjoy. I want to enjoy more than you. I will become your servant. No, 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 the devotee want, says, No, I want to become your servant. No, 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 I want to become your servant. That's why Krishna, He considers Brahmanas as worshipable because He wants to serve. He wants to serve the devotees. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful um, uh, relationship between Krishna and His devotees. <clears throat> dasa Dasanu Dasa. So because the devotee is having this prasanatma, Brahma Bhuta Prasanna na therefore, it doesn't... He doesn't bother whatever is happening in this world. It's not that he's just withdrawing himself from the so-called happinesses of this world and just saying a little bit morose and, you know, I don't want to enjoy too much. I don't want to cry too much also. I'll just be like a robot. No. (laughs) He's so much in happiness that he doesn't bother, you know, whatever happens in this world. Even if that means death. He doesn't bother. Because for a devotee, Krishna is ten million times more dear to him than his own life. So giving up his life for Krishna is nothing. Krishna is ten million times more dear. Actually that's stated in one of the verses in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, let's see here, yeah, this quick search. Tell me ten million times. More dear. Oh. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, this is 1129 6 purport. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, Lord Krishna is 10 million times more dear to a devotee than life itself. See this? Actually, there must be a verse, right? Jiva Goswami means well, there must be a verse, but I don't know. Maybe there's a verse. If anybody finds it, please put it in the comments. We will see it in the end of the class. But, you know, this is how a devotee actually perceives Krishna. So, 10 million times more dear to him than his own life. So, he can easily give up his life for Krishna. See? Such is the um, happiness of the devotee. So, the greatest, that's why it is said in the 6th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, even the greatest problem cannot shake the devotee. Yam labdhva chaparam labham manyate and adhikam tathai yasminsthito nadu ke na vichalyate. vichalyate means even the worst uh, reversal in life will not shake, shake the um, determination of the devotee to serve Krishna. No. That's why even Kunti Devi is how strong, being a woman, being an old woman at that, um, <clears throat> after having gone through such Immense trials and tribulations in her life, she boldly said to Krishna, like this <laughs> I wish that all those calamities would happen again and again so that we could see you again and again. For seeing you means that we will no longer see repeated births and deaths. And I mean, mind you, Dev, being a man, being a warrior who has. De, I mean, who has defeated even you know Parshuram with his skill? And he was you know, a warrior. How, what kind of pains he can go through as a Kshatriya, right? He said this: "Aho Kashtam aho nyayam, Yadyoyam yuyam dar manandanaah, jivitum naah, nartha klistam, vipradharma chutashrayah." Bhishma Dev said to the Pandavas. Oh, what terrible sufferings and what terrible injustices you good souls suffer for being the sons of religion personified. You did not deserve to remain alive under those tribulations, yet you were protected by the Brahmanas, God and religion. They underwent so much that they did not even deserve to remain alive under those situations. Death would have been better than the uh, tribulations that they went through. You see, in other words. And Kunti Devi is here. She is saying... You know, just give us again. Once more, please. How how dare she say that, right? Once more, again, not just once more, again and again. She's not tired. She's so old, mother of the Pandavas. No, again and again, please. That's how much the devotee considers their life valuable as compared to Krishna being with krishna krishna being with krishna is everything for them their life is the life doesn't matter to them as much nearly as much i mean f- far from it <coughs> so um, therefore they can do this yadrichha labha santushta dvandvataita they can rise above that's why krishna also said to arjuna nistraygunya bhav <coughs> bhav arjuna <coughs> nistraygunya bhav arjuna Trigunya vishaya vedha rise above the three modes and be happiness uh, be content with in any situation, uh, as we see here Bhagavad Gita 237, 38. I think 238. Sukha dukhe sam labha labhau, jaya tato yudhaya yujasva naivam papa mavapsyasi. Same do thou fight. Krishna is asking Arjuna to fight now because he is a kshatriya, his duty is to fight. Do thou fight for the sake of fighting, without considering happiness or distress, loss or gain, victory or defeat, and by so doing you shall never incur sin. He's saying, you know, you will never incur sin. This is the art of work, and that's exactly what today. I mean, go to another verse, two forty-eight. Yoga kuru sangam dhananjaya siddhya siddhyo samobhutva samatvam yoga ucchate This is same as today's verse. Asaddhav, uh, Siddhava Siddhava Siddhav. Here, Siddhya Siddhya, Samo Bhutva, Samatvam Yoga, Uchate. Perform your duty equipoised. Perform your duty equipoised, O Arjuna, abandoning all attachment to success or failure. Such equanimity is called Yoga. And today's verse, let's remember again. You see, 422. Yadra Santushto Dvandvati to Vimatsaraha samah Samaha Siddhava Siddhaucha Kritvapina Nibadhyate Samaha Siddhava Siddhaucha um, Siddhya Siddhyo Samobhutva. So same thing. So this is how we must work. Uh, Happin I mean success or failure doesn't matter, as long as I am engaged in the service of the Lord. Uh, <coughs> success will be there. Uh, it may we may be the instrument like for example Bhaktivinoda thakur he wanted to spread the message of lord chaitanya far and wide in every town and village because prithvitha Nagaradi Gram. when he you know he has full faith in those words so he sent this book in 1896 to um, a few universities in um, in the west and you know as he was he sent that to McGill University in Canada and actually later that was found that book was found by the Prabhupada's disciples in McGill University in Canada and even other universities sent so he started it you see and Bhaktivana Thakur said humbly that I haven't finished what I have started because his, his dream was to see this all over the world but then he saw in his visions in his devotional ecstasy he saw that people from all over the world in different races they all came to Mayapur and were chanting Jai Sachinandana Jai Sachinandana. He was saying that when will that day come when all these people come here in this land of Maya? He was staying at Mayapur actually. So he was, he was saying when they will all come here and sing the name Jay Sachinandana, Jay Sachinandana. You see. <clears throat> One second. So, Sunita Mataji is asking, can we even rise above the three modes? It doesn't seem possible. No, by unfailing devotional service. See, the thing is, (laughs) we get demoralized by the result not coming. But, we should consider this. Am I actually putting in the effort that I need to put first? We don't want to put the full effort, but we want the full result. (laughs) That's hypocrisy, isn't it? So, we should... Put our full effort first. Have we come to the point of Maam Chaya Na? That means 24 hours, not a single moment I am not thinking of Krishna. Always thinking of Krishna. Have we come to that stage? The Bhagavad Gita says the stage of <laughs> transcending the three modes is possible for one who does this. Maam Chaya Na? Bhakti Ogana Sevate. So if we don't do that, so what is within our control to serve Krishna? to think of Him, to chant His name. These are some things which can, we can do. Whether we will get the pure love of Krishna, rise above the three modes, that is beyond our control, right? But what, in, what is within our control, even staying within these three modes, is that we can catch hold on to these devotional service methods that are given by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, all these nine processes. So, <clears throat> once we hand, I mean, carefully catch hold of them, the success will be there. But, the thing is, we want instant without putting... I mean, just, just try to imagine what dhruva Maharaj went through before he captured the Lord. What Prahlad Maharaj went through before he captured the Lord. What Sudama went through before he captured the Lord. I mean, just see all these things and see whether we stand anywhere close to them. <laughs> no. So, we have to put in as much as, a, as we can to serve Krishna nicely. And then, yes, all the results will be there. If, see, if when there is a recipe, if I follow the recipe to the letter, I will get it. I will get the the the, the dish as it is described in the um, recipe. But if I don't follow all the rules and I still want the same thing to come out as a result, how will that happen? If suppose the the um, the ratio of the ratio of um, maybe plain flour and um, rice flour is like one is to one, and I put like five is to one, or I put like you know. 1 is to 10 or something like that. How it will match? It will not come the same thing, right? So, or if I take totally different flour, you know, two different ingredients. So, how will I get the same result? I will not. I have to follow the recipe, right? So, the recipe is what is given by Shila Prabhupada. So, we should not be impatient. That's why. Utsahan nischayat, dhairiyat. Patience. How patient? Well, Let's look at this. This is spoken by Rukmini, by the way. Who is the Queen of Krishna? And she is saying this. Hmm? (laughs) And I mean, how are we even compared with Rukmini? Nowhere, right? Now, Rukmini is saying like this. Yasyam ghirpankaj rajasna panam mahanto Vaanchantyuma Yarhyam bujakshan alabhe yabhavat prasadam Jahyama sun vratakrishan Shatajanmabhi syat You know what is Shatajanmabhi? Shata means what? Hundred. Oh, lotus eyed one. Great souls like your, uh, like sorry, sorry, great souls like Lord Shiva, hanker to bathe in the dust of your lotus feet. She's saying, Rukmini is saying to Krishna, O lotus-eyed one, great souls like Lord Shiva hanker to bathe in the dust of your lotus feet and thereby destroy their ignorance. If I cannot obtain your mercy, I shall simply give up my vital force, which will have become weak from the severe penances I will perform. Thus, then after hundreds of lifetimes." of endeavour, I may obtain your mercy. Rukmini is saying like this. So, so if you're talking about patience, Shatajanma <laughs> Bhishyad, hundreds and hundreds of lives. Um, <clears throat> so, we have to be patient, basically. It, it, the result is, is there. By chanting, the result is definitely there. It is just that we're not doing it to the fullest um, purity level. Of course, it is not expected that immediately we will chant like Haritha Thakur and all that. No, it is not also possible. But the only way it can be done is just to repeatedly chant over and over and over again. Actually, there is a verse like that. All the offenses can be contracted by simply chanting more and more. In fact, of course, the song is there. aparadhe, tare harinam, um, tomasthane nahi paritran. So, if one offends a Vaishnava, there is no... There is no other recourse than to go and fall down at his feet, beg for his pardon. And even if sometimes the devotee pardons, Krishna will not pardon. So, the devotee has to be completely served and that, that, that root of envy towards the devotee has to be completely gone. Then by the devotee's mercy, he will be saved. So, but if Hari Sthanya Pradhe, if we commit offence to Hari or Krishna, you know, by chanting Hare Krishna over and over again, repeatedly chanting, um we can overcome the offenses. I think in one of the purposes is mentioned. And there I think Prabhupada also mentions the uh, the third verse of Sikshashtoga which is Tranada hmm. Kirtaniya well, it's mentioned in so many places. Maybe somebody can help me with this. So anyway, the patience is what we need to have. So anyway, Dvandvati to Vimatsaraha. This is another important word. Vimatsaraha. Vimatsaraha means, Matsarata means envy, enviousness. Vimatsaraha. In today's verse, Vimatsaraha, if you remember today's verse, see this? Means, free from envy. Nirmatsaranam Satam. Devotees are always um, described as Nirmatsaranam, ones who have no envy within their heart. No envy. Not only to others, but also to Krishna. Even the Jnanis, they are envious. They want to become one with the Lord. They don't want to submit to the Lord. They want to be equal to the Lord again. See, even after all their so called, you know, Aruhyakrachrenam, Parampadam Tataha. They do very severe austerities, but they want to become one with the Lord. They have no submission. They're envious. They just want to be a competitor again or merge with him, you know. (laughs) You know, sometimes you, I mean, when the, in a country, when one political party does not win, they perform, you know, they have this coalition of, you know, few parties. (laughs) So that, you know, they are together as winner. So, these people, these gyanis, they want to coalesce with the Lord. They want to have this coalition party with the Lord. Because I can't be a party on my own and win against the Lord. So, I want to compromise. Uh, coalition, coalition. We, we are all one, you know. We are, we are all together. No, 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 no. We are not together. The fact is, we are always servant. So, unless we understand that, you know, we are matsara. Our matsarata has not gone. So, only one person, I mean, one type of people they are Vimatsara only devotees everybody else everybody else has matsarata, enviousness only the devotees are Vimatsara Nirmatsaranam Amatsaryam Anasuya all these words are used in the Bhagavad Gita Bhagavatam so Nirmatsaranam Satam whereas in the material world that's why it is translated as Uh, What is that envious householders? Anybody who is a householder is usually envious of other householders of others and when we say Griha made Griha means it can mean many things. Griha means this body So anybody who identifies with the body is envious and who identifies with this bodily expansions, which are the family Which are the race which are the species which are the country and you know in this way one may expand upon this bodily identification in different ways whether as my own body and to maintain myself I am envious of others I am you know you know um, that envy can be on personal bodily consideration or the extended bodily considerations like family hmm? or their family has we don't have you know we should also have we are better than them this that all these things go on in family life and then in the and when we say family uh, means country if we accept a country as our dwelling that is also uh or this whole material world graha uh, vratanam means their vow is to remain in this griha whether it be the body as a graha, or the family as a graha, or the country or the material world as a whole one who are the ones who are avowed or have um what is that have taken the determination to remain in this material world that means they will do nothing again uh, uh, in, in terms of spiritual life <laughs> those are called grahavratanam vrata, vrata means vowed they, are, they have taken a vow to remain in this material world such people are always envious you see um, let's let's go to this verse first shrimad bhagavatam 3 Thirty nine. You see, Griheshukuta Dharmeshu Dukhatantreshvatandritaha Kurvan Dukhaprathe Kurvan Dukhaprathe Karam Sukhavan Manyate Grihi. Even fi- even countries they fight. Envy. Why? Again, Griha. This Griha. Griheshukuta Dharmeshu Dukhatantreshvatandritaha Kurvan Dukhaprathe Karam Sukhavan Manyate Grihi. The attached householder. Of course, here in terms of the householder, but anybody who accepts the house, all these different houses we've mentioned. The attached householder remains in his family life, which is full of diplomacy and politics. Whether one considers his family, uh, whether one considers his own immediate family to be his family, or his own country as a family, like Mahatma Gandhi. He considered his whole country as his family. That is also family politics, because again, you know, he fought for his country and all that. Although he was a moralist, you know, he was uh, trying to uphold moral principles to, a, to an extent. But the point is, if we don't acknowledge the fact that Krishna is the owner of everything, it is not, we are not the owners, we are not belonging to this particular land, that particular land, nothing like that, that is real um, correct behavior. Otherwise, everything else is Stena, means thief. thief. However, morally upright he may be looking still a thief because if he considers that I am oh this land is worshipable. this is my motherland that's um, well as good as an animal Gokharaha Bhagavatam says not my words now the attached household remains in his family life which is full of diplomacy and politics always spreading miseries not only he is miserable he is spreading the miseries to others also you know always spreading miseries and controlled by acts of Sense gratification, he acts just to counteract the reactions of all his miseries. And if he can successfully counteract such miseries, he thinks that he is happy. <coughs> but the see, if he can successfully counteract such miseries, he thinks he is happy. But when he actually tries to counteract such miseries, this is what happens. Let's go to this verse actually, 7.7.42. If he can successfully contract, he thinks he's happy. But when he tries to counteract, this is what happens. sukha ya dukha sankalpa karminah sadapno ti ya dukham sukha In this material world, every materialist desires to achieve happiness and diminishes distress. And therefore he acts accordingly. Actually, however, one is happy as long as one does not endeavor for happiness. As soon as one begins his activities for happiness, his conditions of distress begin. This is material world. He tries to contract, but the moment he tries to contract, moment he starts his attempt, as soon as one begins his activities for happiness, his conditions of distress begin. This is what happens to him. So <laughs> this is how the material world is. So Vimatsaraha means only a devotee. He is not our enviousness in this world is because of our original envy to the Lord. Why you must be served? Why should I serve you? I no I want to be happy on my own. That was our real envy, and because of that envy, we have come into this material world. And here, uh, We have we we like something, we hate something. All these things are because of. Our primary reason of sense gratification. Anybody who opposes that, we hate him. Anybody who furthers our sense gratification, oh, we we, we like him. So that is how this world is designed. So Vimatsaraha means one who is not at all envious of anyone, even the even the ruffians. That's why the six Goswamis are called dhiradhirajanapriyaoh, priyakaro. They are equally appealing both to the gentlemen and the ruffians because they were not envious of anyone. Um, usually um any bad person, you know usually we ask people to stay away from them, right? But a sadhu does not think like that, a real devotee does not think like that. He thinks that oh I should I should go to the oh he is bad, he is bad because he has forgotten Krishna. Let me give him Krishna and he will become good. And that's how Nityananda Prabhu went and transformed jagayan and so, that is how a devotee thinks. Therefore, uh, even for the ruffians, is actually very dear. Dhira hmm. dhirajana priyo. Alright, so now coming to the point of Yadricha labha Okay, before we go to Yadricha labha just one verse. Nirmatsaranam satam we have said, right? So, let's actually see that verse because, anyway, this is about the topic, right? So, this is a, right in the beginning of the Bhagavatam. One, one, two. You see this? (laughs) Dharma projitakaita votra paramo, Nirmatsaranam satam, Vediam vastavamatravas to Shivadam, Tapatrayon mulanam, Shrimad Bhagavate Mahamunikriti, Kimvapara Irishwara, Sadiohre devarudhate trakriti, Shushrushu bistakshana completely rejecting all religious activities which are materially motivated. This Bhagavat Puran propounds the highest truth, which is understandable by those devotees who are fully pure in heart. The highest truth is reality distinguished from illusion for the welfare of all. Such truth uproots the threefold miseries. This beautiful Bhagavatam... um, Okay, we'll read the whole thing, okay, fine. This beautiful Bhagavatam compiled by the great sage Vyasadeva in his maturity is sufficient in itself for God-realization. What is the need of any other scripture? As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the message of Bhagavatam, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within his heart. So, those devotees who are fully pure in heart are called Nirmatsaranam Satam. Nirmatsara means without Matsarat. Matsara. 100% pure in heart. That means, as long as even we have a little bit of Matsarata, we are impure. Little bit of enviousness. Uh, So... Now coming to the point of Yadricha Labha Santushto. This first line. Yadricha out of its own accord, Labha gain, santushta means satisfied. So one who is satisfied with his with whatever is got of gotten of its own accord without endeavoring much. Prayasa, he does not engage in prayasa, over endeavoring for material objectives. No. He just keeps it simple, his program. Now, a similar word is used here in the second chapter, 32nd verse. Krishna is telling Arjuna, O Partha, happy are the Kshatriyas to whom such fighting opportunities come unsought. Opening for them the doors of the heavenly planets. So whatever comes, if for kshatriya, if an opportunity of war comes of its own accord, opening the doors of liberation, because Akshatriya it is said, if he um, wins the war, he will enjoy the kingdom. If he dies in the war, he will go to heaven. This is if it is dharma yuddha. If it is for religious principles, if the yuddha is performed, the war is performed, then this is this will be the Uh, So that is actually explained in the 37th verse here. O son of Kunti, either you will be killed on the battlefield and attain the heavenly planets or you will conquer conquer and enjoy the earthly kingdom. Therefore, get up with determination and fight. So, either way you are a winner. Krishna is telling Arjuna. If you fight. But if you run away from this battlefield, what is going to happen? This is going to happen. If, however, you do not perform your religious duty of fighting, then you will certainly incur sins for neglecting your duties and thus lose your reputation as a fighter. People will always speak of your infamy and for a respectable person, dishonor is worse than death. The great generals who have highly esteemed your name and fame will think that you have left the battlefield out of fear only and thus they will consider you insignificant see so anyway the point is this that whatever comes of its own accord he does not um, he is not overly elated, or he is not overly depressed if he does not get if by the order of the lord he does not get enough he is not depressed he thinks that is the lord's desire so let it be so like that <clears throat> now I want to show two examples of this two stories one is kholavicha Sridhar. now there is this great devotee called kholavicha Sridhar, you know see this in the nectar of devotion it is mentioned in this chetana and yeah, Chaitanya Chaitanya is mentioned but you know, nectar of devotion also is mentioned hmm. you see there was a great devotee of the Lord Chaitanya known as Kholavecha Sridhar who was a very poor man he was doing a small business selling cups made from the leaves of plantain trees you know banana trees he was making these small cups how much you can sell them for you know, hardly anything. He was a very poor man. He was doing a small business selling cups made from the leaves of plantain trees and his income was almost nothing. Still, he was spending 50% of his small income on the worship of the Ganga, Ganges. And with the other 50% he was somehow living. Lord Chaitanya once revealed himself to this confidential devotee, Kolavacha Sridhar and offered him any opulence he liked. But Sridhar informed the Lord that he did not want any material opulence. He was quite happy in his present position and wanted only to gain unflinching faith and devotion unto the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya. That is the position of pure devotees. If they can be engaged 24 hours each day in the devotional service, they do not want anything else. Not even the happiness of liberation or of becoming one with the Supreme. They don't want. Actually, this is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. We will go back. In the 12th chapter, Eighteenth and nineteenth verses, especially nineteenth verse. You see, the word here Samaha Shatraucha Mitrecha Tatamana Pamana Yo Shetoshna Sukha Dukheshu Samaha Sanga Vivar Jitaha Tulya Nindas to Tirmauni Santushto Yena Kenachit Santushto Yena Kenachit Aniketahas Tiramatir Bhakti Manme Priyo Naraha. You see. One who is, this is, this is also called Dvandva Tito, you know, all the dualities, surpassing all dualities. One who is equal to friends and enemies, who is equipoised in honour and dishonour, heat and cold, happiness and distress, fame and infamy, who is always free from contaminating association, always silent and satisfied with anything, you see, Santushto Yena Kena Chit, who doesn't care for any residence. Who is fixed in knowledge and who is engaged in devotional service. Such a person is very dear to me, Krishna says. You see? One should speak only of essentials, and the most essential speech for the devotee is to speak for the sake of the Supreme Lord. A devotee is happy in all conditions. Sometimes he may get very palatable foodstuffs, sometimes not, but he is satisfied. Nor does he care for any residential facility. He may sometimes live underneath the tree and he may sometimes live in a very palatial building. He is attracted to neither. He is called fixed because he is fixed in his determination and knowledge. Hmm. We may find some repetition in the descriptions of the qualifications of a devotee but this is just to emphasize the fact that a devotee must acquire all these qualifications. Without good qualifications, one cannot be a pure devotee. Harava mahat guna one who is not a devotee has no good qualification. One who wants to be recognized as a devotee should develop, develop the good qualifications. Of course, he does not extraneously endeavor to acquire these qualifications. But engagement in Krishna consciousness and devotional service automatically helps him develop them. So, going back to this Kola Vicha You see. Even with that small income where he was only making some cups made of banana leaves, plantain leaves. 50% he was giving to the worship of Ganga. So, the 50% we must give to Krishna Consciousness Movement even was practiced by Kholavachar Sridhar who was such a poor, who was so poor. You see, Lord Chaitanya once revealed himself to this confidential devotee, Kholavachar Sridhar and offered him any opulence he liked. But he just wanted to uh, have faith and devotion under the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya. So, Another instance of this is mentioned also. Actually, this is actually mentioned in Chaitanya Bhagavat um, more about Vacha Sridhar. You see, the 29th branch was Sridhar, a trader in banana tree bark. He was a very dear servant of the Lord. On many occasions, the Lord played jokes on him. So these jokes are all mentioned more on the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Sridhar was a poor brahmana who made a living by selling banana tree bark to be made into cups. Most probably he had a banana tree garden and collected the leaves, skin and pulp of the banana trees to sell daily in the market. He spent 50% of his income to worship the Ganges and the balance he used for his subsistence. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started his civil disobedience movement in in defiance of the Kazi, Sridhar danced in jubilation. The Lord used to drink water from his water jug. Sridhar presented a squash to Sachidevi to cook before Lord Chaitanya took sannyas. Every year he went to see Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Jagannath Puri. According to Kavikarna Karnapur, Sridhar was a cowherd boy of Vrindavan whose name was Kusumasava. In his Gaur Ganudesh Deepika 133, it is stated, Kola vechataya kyataha panditaha Sridharod vijaha asid hasyakaro yo namna kusumasava the cowherd boy known as kusumasava and krishna leela um, later became Sridhar during chaitanya mahaprabhu's Leela at navadvip Haasya karo means vraje Asid vraje Haasya karo means he used to you know make a lot of jokes in the Vraja dham in the as a cowherd boy he, he used to make a lot of jokes with krishna so chaitanya mahaprabhu in that same mood used to joke with him a lot but that Sridhar <laughs> was extremely poor you know he, he did not have a proper roof over his head, you know. Another instance of Kolavacha Sridhar. Um, you see here, Chaitanya Charitamrita. There was an incident where Sapta Prahara Chila Prabhu Bhavavesha. So, there was an incident where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced in ecstasy for 21 hours straight, continuously. 21 hours he was dancing in ecstasy, completely lost in himself. And all the devotees saw his specific pastime. So he actually... So all the devotees worship Lord Chaitanya in this way. And the Lord remained in ecstasy for 7 praharas or 21 hours. He took this opportunity to show the devotees that he is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. Who is the source of all other incarnations as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita? Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo Sarvam Pravartate. All the different forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or Vishnu Tattva emanate from the body of Lord Krishna. Lord Chaitanya exposed all the private desires of the devotees and thus all of them became fully confident that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Some devotees call this exhibition of ecstasy by the Lord Sat Prahariya the ecstasy of 21 hours. And others call it Mahabhava Prakash or Mahaprakash there is a description of this uh, sat Prahari Abhava in the chaitanya Bhagavat madhyakanda chapter 9 which mentions that Sri chaitanya mahaprabhu blessed a maid servant named dukhi with the name sukhi in, the, in his ecstasy he changed her name from dukhi to sukhi he called for kolavesha Sridhar and showed him his mahaprakash his uh, you know his uh, ecstasy his highest ecstasy of mahabhava then he called for Murari Gupta and showed him his feature as Lord Ramachandra because Murari Gupta was an incarnation of Hanuman and he engaged in the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a, as a doctor but at the same time a very very great devotee. So, although Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu always uh, emphasized the worship of Krishna, Murari Gupta could not change his mind. He was fixed on Lord Ramachandra. He cannot change his mind to serving Krishna because that's his because he was in the mood of Hanuman. So so to him, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed himself as Ramachandra in that ecstasy. He offered his blessings to Haridas Thakur and at this time he also asked Advaita Prabhu to explain the Bhagavad Gita as it is, Gitaar Satyapaath, satyapaath. Bhagavad Gita as it is. So he asked Advaita Prabhu to explain Bhagavad Gita as it is. Prabhupada himself explained Bhagavad Gita as it is, Gita Satyapath. and showed special favor to Mukunda. So in this way, when he was Sat Prahari Bhava, the seven praharas, prahara means prahara is three hours time period. So sat prahar means seven times three hours, which is twenty-one hours. So he showed different different things, and Kola Sridhar was there also. That's what I wanted to show. You see. Um, so here it is said, kola Sridhar was a very poor man, but when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to give him a benediction, he also prayed to the Lord to be allowed to remain as a, a servant of the servants of the Lord. He did not ask, "Oh, I want actually I am very poor, I want this." No, I just want to be remain a servant of the servants. But this is the highest benediction one can desire. <clears throat> now we'll go to the last one. You know where this is actually a Hanuman's verse. Hanuman spoke this verse 5197 of Srimad Bhagavatam. <speaking in foreign language> Today the time is actually flying, I don't know why. I want to finish so much. So anyway, translation One cannot establish a friendship with the Supreme Lord Ramachandra. On the basis of material qualities such as one's birth in an aristocratic family, one's personal beauty, one's eloquence, one's sharp intelligence or one's superior race or nation, none of these qualifications is actually a prerequisite for friendship with Lord Sri Ramachandra. Otherwise, how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken noble births, although we have no physical beauty and although we cannot speak like gentlemen, Lord Ramachandra has nevertheless accepted us as friends? Now here, the Kola Sridhar is mentioned. You see here. In the Chaitanya Bhagavat it is said sevaker brahma shiva this is in bengali very beautiful behold the great fortune of the devotee kolavecha lord brahma and shiva shed tears upon seeing his greatness not just ordinary people Brahma and Shiva shed tears upon seeing his greatness. One cannot attain Lord Krishna by any amount of wealth, followers, or learning. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is controlled only by pure devotion. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had a very sincere devotee whose name was Kholavecha Sridhar and whose only business was to sell pots made of the skin of banana trees. Whatever income he had, he used 50% for the worship of the Mother Ganges and with the other 50% he provided for his necessities. On the whole, he was so very poor that he lived in a cottage that had a broken roof with many holes in it. He could not afford brass utensils and therefore he drank water from an iron pot. Nevertheless, he, he was a great devotee of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is a typical example of how a poor man with no material possessions can become a most exalted devotee of the Lord. The conclusion is that one cannot attain shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna or Sri Chaitanya or Gosai through material opulence. That shelter is attainable only by pure devotional service. And by the way, this word is not pronounced as Gosani. It's not Gosani. You see the N has a tilde on top. It's a nasal sound. Gosai. Gosai means in Bengali, Goswami is called Gosai. Or they are actually pronounced as Goshai. You know, Chaitanya Gosai or sometimes mahashay you know they say like that so anyway shri chaitanya Gosai. Hmm. you see how kholavechashri das life is we have to understand therefore how we have to be Yadricha labha santushto another important story we will go through now it's actually two chapters of the shrimad bhagavatam And it's already 9 o'clock. So since we're having only three days a week, I hope you will bear with me. Uh, We will go through the two chapters. It's very, very instructional. So many things to learn in these two chapters. How to get to this, all the symptoms mentioned in today's verse and all these verses. Yadritchalabhasantoshtom, Dvandvatita, Uh, uh, Vimatsaraham, Siddhava Siddhaucha, all these, you know, Kritvapena Nibadhate. So, all these things we will see in this story. And that story is. Suspense. (laughs) Sudama Vipra. You see this now. Of course, we know the story of Sudama Vipra briefly. But let's go through actual, the actual details of the story. How beautiful these are. Okay. Let's go through this. <clears throat> Shukudev Goswami said. So, this is from 10th Canto, 80th Chapter, 6th verse. Even the purports of these verses are so nice. Okay. <clears throat> Especially the Acharya's commentaries. Beautiful. So, Shri Shukovaj Krishna Syasit Sakha Brahmano Brahma virakt Virakta, virakta Indri Artheshu Prashant Atma Jitendriya Shukudavu Goswami said, Lord Krishna had a certain Brahmana friend named Sudama who was most learned in Vedic knowledge and detached from all sense enjoyment. Furthermore, his mind was peaceful and his senses Subdued. Same word, you see in the Sanskrit. Yadritchayopa pannena Varta tasya shrami Kuchailasyam chailasyam Kshutkshama Chatatha vidha Yadritchayopa Of its own accord by whatever is obtained. He was existing like that in the householder life. And his wife was also fully cooperating. So living as a householder, he maintained himself with whatever came of its own accord. The wife of that poorly dressed brahmana suffered along with him and was emaciated from hunger. Sudama's chaste wife was so poorly dressed. Um, Sorry. Sudama's chaste wife was also poorly dressed and whatever food she obtained, she gave to her husband. Thus she remained fatigued from hunger. So they, they had very, very little to eat. But even that... She gave it to the husband. She almost did not eat anything. Very very little she ate. Now you see. Pativrata patimpraha. Pativrata you see. Faithful to her husband. A chaste wife is called Pativrata. Means she is so avowed to the husband. That she will not um, go to any other man. Even in thought. Pativrata patimpraha. Layata vadane nasa. Daridram vai. Vepamana Yacha, The chaste wife of the poverty stricken Brahmana once approached him. Her face dried up because of her distress. Trembling with fear, she spoke as follows. Now, in the, we, have, we have to actually read these Acharyas' commentaries because they, are, they give so much more insight into these uh, descriptions. According to Sridhar Swami, the chaste lady was especially unhappy because she could not obtain food to feed her husband. It is not that. Oh, I'm very hungry, you know, you, you know, please, you know, you go to Krishna and get some food, you know, your friend is Krishna. No, she was unhappy because she could not obtain food to feed her husband. She could not see her husband just bony like that. And, you know, she was very concerned about her husband more than herself. So chaste she was, you know. And here it is said, you see, Vepamana, um, trembling. Abhigam, yeah. Trembling with fear, she, she spoke to him. Why she, why she must fear? Uh, that is also explained. Further, she was fearful to approach her husband because she knew that he did not want to beg for anything other than devotion to the Supreme Lord. So she was fearing that her, her proposal would be rejected. At one point, I mean, on one side, she is distressed because her husband could not get food. Not she was not getting food. Her husband could not get food. And he did not have proper clothes to wear. She also did not have, but she was always thinking of the husband. And she was fearful because she was going to ask Sudama to ask Krishna, but she knows Sudama will not ask Krishna anything material. Other than devotion, he will not ask anything. But she somehow wanted to him to ask. So then he said, Nanu Brahman Bhagavataha, Sakha, Shaksha, Brahman Brahmannyascha, Sharanyascha. Bhagavān sātvatar Shabha, very nicely <laughs> Sudama's wife said O Brahmana isn't it true that the husband of the goddess of fortune is the personal friend of your exalted self? you see okay, that greatest of Yadavas the Supreme Lord Krishna is compassionate to Brahmanas and very willing to grant them his shelter okay, a lot of things here itself now you see bhagavataha bhagavataha of your exalted self she called him Bhagavata. And if we remember from this verse, 7, 11, 29. The woman who engages in the service of her husband, following strictly in the footsteps of the goddess of fortune, Surely returns home back to Godhead with her devoted husband who and lives very happily in the Vaikuntha planets. Now here Madhva says, Hari Rasmin sthita iti, strīnam bhartari bhavana, sishānam cagurā unityam, sudra nam brahmana adishu, bhrittya nam swāme nityaḥ Hari bhava udhiritam. You see, a woman should think of her husband as the supreme lord. Hari Rasmin sthita iti, not that he becomes supreme lord. Because he is a representative of the Supreme Lord, he should be treated in the same way. A woman should think of her husband as the Supreme Lord. Similarly, a disciple should think of the spiritual master as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A shudra should think of a brahmana as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And a servant should think of his master as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this way, all of them will automatically become devotees of the Lord. In other words, by thinking this way, all of them will become Krishna conscious. See this? Uh, so, she was actually thinking like this. Bhagavata. Hmm? That greatest of Yadavas, the Supreme Lord Krishna, is compassionate to Brahmanas and very willing to grant them his shelter. Now, Vishnu <laughs> That's why these, these explanations are very good. Vishwana Chakravartya explains in his commentary how the Brahmana's wife anticipated every possible objection her husband might make to her request that he go to Lord Krishna to beg charity. If the Brahmana might say... How could the husband of the goddess of fortune befriend a fallen soul like myself? She replies by saying that Lord Krishna is Brahmanya, Very favorably disposed toward the Brahmanas. She chose her words very carefully to counteract all the arguments that he might give. (laughs) But again, it's not in the mood to argue with him but to plead with him. You see? And that too, because she could not see her own husband properly fed and properly clothed like that so she wanted to cover every single argument that he would make if Sudama might claim to have no real devotion for the Lord she replies by saying that he is a great and wise personality who would surely obtain the shelter and mercy of the Lord if the Brahmana might object that Lord Krishna is equally disposed to all the countless unhappy conditioned souls suffering the fruits of their own karma she replies that Lord Krishna is especially the Lord of the devotees and thus, even if he himself did not grant Sudama his mercy, certainly the devotees engaged in serving the Lord would mercifully give him some charity. Since the Lord protects the Sattvatas, the members of the Yadu dynasty, what difficulty would there be for him to protect a humble Brahmana like Sudama? And what fault would there be in his doing so? So this is Vishnachakravarti Thakur's nice explanation. Tamopaye hi mahabhaga sadhu parayanam dasyat bhuri. Siddhate te kutumbhine O oh, fortunate one, please approach him, the real shelter of all saints. He will certainly give abundant wealth to such a suffering householder as you. Aasthedhuna dvaravatyam Bhoja vrishnyam dhakeshvara Smaratha padha kamalam Atmanam api achhati Kimnavartha kaman bhajato Natya bhishtan jagatguru Lord Krishna is now the ruler of the Bhojas, Vrishnis and Andhakas and is staying at Dwarka, since he gives even his own self to anyone who simply remembers his lotus feet. So he is so charitable. She is saying Krishna is very charitable. In fact, he gives his own self to anyone who simply remembers his lotus feet. What doubt is there that he, the supreme master of the universe will bestow upon his sincere worshipper, prosperity and material enjoyment which are not even very desirable. She knows they are not very desirable. So, if he can give even himself, what is the difficulty for him to you know mitigate your distress? In this connection, Srila Vishnu Chakarati comments that since Lord Krishna had at this point put aside his weapons, he no longer travelled outside his own capital of Dwarka. Thus Srila Prabhupada writes in Krishna the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Brahmana's wife said, I have heard that he never leaves his capital city Dwarka. He is living there without outside engagement. As mentioned here, material wealth and sense gratification are not very desirable. The reason for this is that in the long run, they give no real satisfaction. Still, Sudama's wife thought, Even if Sudama went to Dwaraka and simply remained silent before the Lord, he would certainly give him abundant wealth, as well as shelter at his lotus feet, which was Sudama's real objective.